All right, so we do have Kevin Killary. We'll invite him in here. He is at Trust Your Luck on Twitter. Uh, he's the king of Casey Moe. Uh, what else do we want to say about Kevin? Oh, he writes for First Gen Sports. How about that? FirstGenSports.com does a um, a column. Kevin, I have to say, um, Caitlin Free is a friend of the show. Yeah. And she, on Twitter, was very complimentary of the piece, except for, <laughs> as she pointed out, so many of us have horses that we're just going to bet on. Right. And for her, it was you're so silly. Um, but uh, we just yeah. have those horses we're going to bet on. Uh, but that column started to pick up, uh, pick up a little steam. If anyone doesn't know what it is, essentially, um, it is uh, Kevin looking back at what did we miss that we didn't bet on a horse over the weekend, trying to figure out the trends uh, that are going on. Kevin, how are you this morning? Where are you this morning? Uh, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, Louie. You doing good? I'm living a dream, my friend. Um, where are <laughs> you this Wisconsin. morning? I'm in Door County, Wisconsin. Oh. Ba- Bailey's Harbor on the lakeside. Got my in-laws have a, uh, a home here, so we okay. come up for a week and uh, have the 4th of July. There's a small town parade that goes down the main street, and um, the kids love it, and it's beautiful. Um, life is good. Door County is that little finger that sticks out into Lake Michigan yep. off the eastern part of Wisconsin, Will. You're in college. You should know those things. Uh, our producer today is a young college student. Uh, uh, and so, Dan, did you know that that w- was what uh, Door County is? No, no. Oh, you grew up near Chicago. I'm surprised by that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I did. I didn't. I I I rarely got farther north than Lake Geneva. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a good stopping spot. What, what about yep. Michigan, though? People tend to either go into the Michigan camp or Wisconsin camp from the Chicago area. I agree. Yeah. Now we yeah. we my family had had a uh, cabin when mm. I was in high school uh, on a little tiny lake called Turtle Lake, and Ooh. it was more of a fishing. You could only uh, have a wake uh, from like ten to four, so you you could only water ski ten to four. Other than that, it was for the fishermen. But uh, Wisconsin's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's it's a surprise, you know. It's uh, a lot of great people, you know, especially in the summer when they get they get lively. You know, the winter, everybody's kind of turned in and, and ornery, right? But uh, the sun is shining and the days are long and everybody's up here having a good time. So Wisconsin <laughs> really opens up to you. Well, there you go. Kevin Kilroy with us, First Gen Sports, firstgensports.com for the stuff that he started to write uh, there as well. You catch him, of course, on the track feed at Fairgrounds. I'm working track feed today and tomorrow at Horseshoe, Indianapolis, uh, I've done it before, Kevin. But what are your basic, uh, what are your basic tenets for doing uh, track feed work? For doing track feed work, like yeah. feeding the horses? No, 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 no. Like uh, working on the simulcast. Oh, I mean, I think it is. Uh, you know, you want to look in the camera, Louie. This is not radio. You want to, you want to. Don't look at your person you talk to. Talk to the people. Make sure you have a shirt um, on. That kind of stuff. Put a shirt on. You know, I think being animated, moving around a little bit is good. You know, give something people something to look at, and then um, be concise and uh, you know just just pop, just pop. It's all got to pop. Give out winners, right? Is a big part of this. Yeah, that's yeah. the main. That's the main one. Bingo. That's care about. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that too. You want to give out some winners? Yeah, you got some good picks for uh, for today. You got you already gone over. I did. So I'm doing the early pick five up there today, and uh, we have not mm. gone over them yet. Um, but uh, right, I, I'll just say no, no, you're good. I think in race six, the Ravelli horse romps. Um, but uh, I love a six to one horse in race five. It's a state bred allowance. Anjaway's coming out of a uh, um, a win in a maiden special weight at a faster time than the horse dropping out of the stakes is in that race. So if you mm-hmm. wanted a longer shot horse, the one in race five in Indiana would be my longer play today. Love it. And I hopefully you get to run into uh, John G. Dooley. He's 
Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're having dinner with John uh, tomorrow night. So. You oh, you okay? Great, yeah, great, yeah. great. Yeah, so we'll do that. Uh, I don't know, Dan. Have you spent much time with John Dooley? Uh, I've never met the man. Oh, how about that? There you go. There'll be a couple you of all, tall dudes. How about all, that? There you go. <laughs> yeah, tall, tall guys. They could uh, could hang out. I mean, yeah, Dooley's so great. You know, I get to spend time with him down in uh, fairgrounds uh, in New Orleans, and he, um, you know, he's 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 a man of his spots, and he he's always got a good spot that he goes to each night. So you kind of just hop a ride with Dooley, and you'll find good spots throughout New Orleans. He's he's a good one to follow. Well, there you go. Um, Kevin uh, Kevin Kilroy with us at Trust Your Luck on Twitter. All right, so you're looking at some of the derbies for this weekend. Um, where did you land? Uh, are there, uh, you have a piece up right now about the, uh, the Indiana Derby, obviously the Iowa Derby going on this weekend as well. Uh, Indiana Derby, interesting field. We get verifying. Uh, we get uh, Ray's, uh, Ray's Kane, who has confirmed for, um, for Indianapolis this weekend. Um, did you land on anybody in particular outside of those two? Yeah, I'm all about uh... – Caliostro in here, um, uh, the eight horse really, in, in the in the, the eight, line. yeah, yep. the number eight. I think yep. eight to one in the morning line there. Yes, Coming yep. out for Sarita Bow, a horse that was down in, with me in New Orleans that I got to work at, work watch work out and uh, spend some time with. Wrote an article about him, all that sort of good stuff. He's, you know, he's Florida bred, been really well intended the whole time. They, they thought Kentucky Derby for him, but he's been a project. He's uh, mentally just uh, a little bit of a nut. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty loco. But um, you know, in terms of watching a barn work with with a with a with a crazy colt, no better than the Street of O Barn. They've been so good in terms of just uh, letting him go at his own pace and uh, and coaching him around, coaching him along. He um, has the talent. Always has had the talent. He started to really figure out the race just a, a few back, and you can see he got that layoff after that Louisiana Derby and. You can you can draw a line through that derby because he broke through the gate, which always you yeah. know, run through a wall before you run, you know, a mile and three uh, sixteen, and you're going to run a little bit slower, right? And then it was such a horrible pace setup, right? We had uh, that Kings Barnes just uh, walk the dog out there, so that was a you know a race that you can kind of draw a line through. That comeback race at Churchill, a two on thoroughgraph, which is right there with verifying, and um, that was that was the prep race for this. It was one turn, two turns is his jam. According to Sharita Bow, and uh, I think he's going to step forward. Now he's going to need some pace to close into. He does sit mid pack, and uh, I mean I think Horseshoe plays pretty favorably to those those forward runners, also inside draws. So he's got a little bit of tough there. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I think this is going to be a pace meltdown. I think it's going to be really sharp um, at the front in here. I think the one and the three got that Ravelli horse who uh, looked good on the turf, act a fool last time. And then you've got Transect to put the blinkers on for that first start um, there off the layoff. I think they're both going to be wanting the lead. I think Verifying is going to be in a tough spot, either trying to go in front of him, which you know we saw what happened in the Derby when uh, when that when that happened. I think he sits better pressing. And then you have that wild card, the number six, stay in your lane, who's going to be going uh, from sprint to route. Doesn't look like he belongs in the race. Correct. Maybe the owner just wants to be in there. Um, was a horse that I did get some some pushes on when he. Uh, debuted there in march uh fairground so there is some talent there but just hasn't really been showing up maybe an excuse last time according to my trip notes here so i think it could be interesting in, in messing things up for verifying so i like um Kyostro. i'm gonna try to be verifying try to beat him out of the out of the uh out of the money altogether play a trifecta to go for oh, wow. go for it all go okay. for the big score yeah, yeah. Kevin, that that colt, uh, the eight horse for Cherie, uh, must be a good looking colt. They they paid three hundred eighty five thousand yep. for him in a two year old in training sale, and he's by Upstart. That's uh, 
That that might be as much as an upstart can bring right there. So I like that pick. Yeah, absolutely. You know, David and Gordo knows how to how to pick him out. <laughs> he definitely has, a, has has that ability, right? A great record, and um, yeah, they they paid a good pretty pretty for him. Um, you know, I think he, um, yeah, I think he, he's going to step forward from that last effort. It's just all about getting that uh, getting that pace set up. Kevin uh, Kilroy with us here on Issel and Lou. We're taking you up until noon. Bobby V after us at noon. Fast break Friday, and of course, first replay three to six. Love the uh, mixtape today around five thirty. As well, we're talking Indiana Derby and those races. We're having Brad Cox on after you. Uh, what would you ask Brad Cox today, do you think? Um, I would ask Brad Cox, uh, what are you going to do with that speed draw on your inside? Are you going to try to sit right off of it, or are you going to try to get out in front? Because, you know, Verifying has uh, sharper pace figures, early pace figures. Um, but, but, you know, what is his preferred um, running style? Is it to sit right off of it, or is he, can he get bullet on the lead? Um, I think that would be the big question, um, just given some insights in terms of how that the race design is going to be, because I think that's an interesting part of handicapping this one. What do you think of Kali uh, Ostro, uh, Dan? Yeah, no, I, I I like that. I like that pick. I um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I I wish that he had Torres up instead of um, Morales, but I I guess that's okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you actually because you mentioned you mentioned Larry Ravelli and Act of Fool who's coming off of um, the turf they they ran here uh, ran him excuse me in that in that Hawthorne Derby comes back here gets back to uh, to dirt uh, Larry Ravelli does everything well so we're not worried about that but um, he does pick up Orlando Mojica here who I do think is an interesting move as far as jockey but a positive one as well uh, I think he's tipping his hand a little bit here that he thinks this horse has a serious shot. You and I, Kevin, have talked before about, for example, uh, Kenny McPeep runners. If you see Brian Hernandez Jr., that's it, right? That you know, Mendelssohn's March earlier this year, we thought uh, he was t- kind of tipping his hand about who he thought had a real shot in the bluegrass leading into the Kentucky Derby. Um, yeah, we should have played rattle and roll last week. I mean, I, I, I yeah. made that mistake of going smile happy instead of following DJ. Yeah, and so uh, there it is. That's a great example, actually. Ray's Kane was a horse that you were very high on prior to the Kentucky Derby. Didn't run well last time out. In the slop, is there any concern for you about Cagliostro if it is wet in Indianapolis tomorrow? Um, let me think here real quick. Do we have any? No, no performances on the wet. You know, I mean, in general, if I think a horse is in form, I don't care if it's if it's wet or you know or fast or whatever, unless I've seen something to the contrary, right? Where I've seen that just oh, they just don't want to run on a wet track. So I, I trust the form more than I do um, worry about the surface. Um, so I, I think he should, he should be good, but you know, if it's wet, we might have some scratches. So that could, that could change some things up. Um, but, uh, no, I don't, I don't have any concern about that. Kevin, what about, what about the Oaks? Is, uh, is the Oaks just a two horse race, like the morning line States between taxed and, uh, defining purpose, or is there somebody else in there that you might play? Well, remember we were talking last week uh, for the undercard there, and uh, on the Stephen Foster day with that Sandra D, that Steve Margolis horse that I was interested in. I think it's really curious that he uh, scratched out of that spot and enters into this Oaks, you know, a seemingly tougher spot. Um, this is, you know, a, a George Messina is part of the ownership group here, and he does uh, great work with the horses that he owns and runs at fairgrounds. Steve Margolis brings his horses along at the right time. We're going uh, for that second time, going two turns. We saw some really nice speed for that first effort there. I think we're going to step forward. We see that bullet workout. So I'm interested in Sandra D. I'm also interested in number six, Lily Poo. 
looking at that Summer Oaks run yep. from Lily Poo, I think she looked fantastic. She was running in tight um, in that second term, but really bold and making a great move, was wide, just didn't quite have it to kick home um, at the end there and tra- traveled wide throughout. So I think we're stepping forward at the right time. That's what you got to remember with these three-year-olds is that they're continuing to improve. They're, they're maturing mentally as well as physically. And I think Lily Poo, the number six, is sitting on a good one. But taxed is hard to deny. That was a, a big effort, a nice, uh, modest step forward. And I think we're going to see another good run from the two. But those are the three that I, that I like the best. The Oaks is interesting because the, the Indiana Oaks itself, something I love to do, Kevin, is I love to try to figure out which races are good predictors for success in following races. So, for example, the Florida Derby leading into the Kentucky Derby or the Santa Anita Derby into the Kentucky Derby, for example, in in a more obvious one. There is no great prep race for the Indiana Oaks, you know, and that's that's understandable. But we did have two years ago, Soothsay shipped in from California out of that, out of the... um, out of summertime Oaks, and she ended up winning the Indiana Derby. Interstate Daydream right. last year wins the Black Eyed Susan at Pimlico, ships in, wins the Indiana Oaks. And so it is, it's more about, you know, uh, so that was with uh, Flavian Pratt uh, uh, three years ago uh, when we had the, the weird COVID year and the Indiana Oaks was before the Kentucky Oaks. She Dares the Devil actually won the, uh, the Indiana Oaks. Um, Talk Vov to me won this race five years ago. So it's a quality race um, as far as the, the, the Phillies that end up winning it. Are you looking for anything from a previous performance as far as, like, you know, you, you mentioned a Lily Poo coming out of a um, out of the Summertime Oaks. Is there something something else that you might be looking for? Because for me, she's a toss, which is interesting that you and I um, are, are in different spots on that. Um, is there anything else you're looking at? Because I do think, for example, that, that Tax coming out of that Black Eyed Susan, I thought she was so impressive. Rafa Bejarano is on an absolute tear right now. Um, that's the horse I would be looking at here. Yeah, you, you know, and, and talking to, you know, or hearing Morris talk um, on the Steve Big Show after, I mean, he really thinks that she's going to continue to step forward. So it, it, if, like, in my pick five, I'm singling Kyostro. Uh, so, I, you know, okay. I just want to be a little bit more um, spread here than just the tax. But if uh, I, I wouldn't blame anybody for, for singling her. She should, she should be informed and have a good run. But that's what I love about these three-year-old races, that you can find value by seeing that uh, the race they haven't run yet. You know, you're looking at past performances, but it's all about projecting forward what they could do in here. And, um, yeah, I really do think Lily Pooh was showing something there. And what do you all think about defining purpose? I mean, yeah, I think it was a perfect setup there in the, in the Ashland. It really was. And you know, we just haven't seen anything come out of that race. Punchbowl and Julie Shining, they haven't run. So that's kind of um, a little bit of a mysteri- mysterious in terms of, you know, who did she be? We know those horses had great form coming into it. Um, in the, you know, going to the Oaks, she was working very sharp in the morning, maybe a little bit too sharp. Mm. Um, she was, she was really putting a lot forth in the mornings and she was in a hot pace. That was a, that was a sick pace there in the Oaks. So she got an excuse, but maybe she gets, uh, tied up again in another hot pace. Um, it, it's, it's, she, she could, I mean, if, if the price was right on defining purpose, she could be interesting. I know the morning line's got eight to five on that one. I'm surprised to see that uh, she was made the favorite. I think that that first finish line sometimes at Keeneland gives us a false sense of who these horses are when they have to be in deep stretch. And I think defining mm. purpose is that horse. I think yeah, that I, on the on the yeah. other side, you see like a Malathat win that race, win the Ashland, and you knew that she had another two furlongs in her. Right? right. Th- there's a difference there. I think defining purpose happened to pick off 
an early finish line in the Ashland. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. Well, she was 20 to one too. Let's not forget that. Sure. So that right. uh, the, she she kind of not kind of she outran her odds and uh, didn't back it up with I, I don't think a great performance in the Oaks. So um, I I I think she's a toss for me. Well, there you go. All right. Well, he is uh, he's Kevin Kilroy. He is the the appetizer. Uh, to Brad Cox this morning, so we appreciate him doing that. Uh, we're, no, no, I'm making I'm making a segue. Hang on, damn. Um, we're going to St. Elmo in Indianapolis tonight. Have you been to St. Elmo before? St. Elmo? No, but I know there's a place called Kilroy's in Indianapolis. You should go there. Well, Kilroy's is in Bloomington. Um, and, and I, I also in Indy. Oh, is there one there, too? See, okay, so the reason that exists is because a bunch of of beer guys like me drank at the one in Bloomington, and then when you graduate, you have to get a job. And so you move to places like Indianapolis, and then you still want to drink like you're in Bloomington, even though you can't. And so you go to, you go to Kilroy's to remember uh, what you think are your glory days, and then you have a bunch of kids and get married, and you realize those weren't your glory days. <laughs> no, St. Elmo, I haven't been there, so you're going to okay. hit it up? A little steakhouse, yeah, a little, uh, little old school... You know, nothing's changing there in about 75 years kind of steakhouse. Yeah, it's been there longer than you've been alive. Kevin. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually have uh, – my wife's cousin is from Indy. I can go ask her. If you, do you need to push on this place? No, 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 no. We know what we're doing. Oh, no, no, no. No, we know what we're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. You guys are in. Yeah, no. We, know, we, need, we need no push. I was asking <laughs> Kevin because I do – I see – you know, hey, Kev, can you do the podcast? Oh, darn. I'm going to this restaurant in New Orleans is usually what he says to me. I'd love to hang out, but I'm busy eating at awesome restaurants. Yeah. That was a night. Moscow's with Neil Pesson. That's, that's something. That guy. Pesson. If you can ever go out to eat with Neil Pesson, just do it. Just cancel everything and just do it. He's well, the man. There you go. He's Kevin Killer at Trust Your Luck on Twitter. What else can people uh, find you? Have I, You were on a bunch of pods this week. What, what were you? Uh, what did you do this week? What did I do this week? Um... What I do? Oh, I've got my, my pick five plays up on uh, Twin Spires. Um, so they'll uh, shoot that video out here pretty soon. And you can – a little bet share action. So they'll be offering – you can buy a piece of that pick five. It's like a $96 pick five. Oh, nice. Leaning on the eight, obviously. So try to find that. Then always on edge. I've got my columns up on Twin Spires Edge so you can find out that stuff. And if I was on another pod, i totally forget. But, you know, that's how it is on vacation. <laughs> First, and on First Gen Sports, of course, too, with the uh, the articles he's shooting over our way as well. Kevin Kilroy, we appreciate the time, man. Talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Talk to you. All right. Thanks, Kevin. There you go. All right, though. I got to I gotta pause the show real quick. I have something I have to do to start the show. So yesterday we had our friend uh, John Sherva on from the LA Times. And I asked him about yeah. a, treat, uh, a tweet that I attributed to Ray Pollock. And I got got. It was not a real tweet. It was by a fake account. And I got a message from oh, Ray last no. night. Yeah, I got a message from Ray last night. And I told him, I apologize. I, got, I scrubbed everything that I could. Uh, digitally, I got rid of all the tweets uh, that we had made about releasing that episode yesterday. And uh, I wanted to apologize mm. this morning uh, for getting got. It was sent to me by someone that I trust, but obviously I've got to do my own due diligence on it. Um, and uh, so I apologize to him. I put John in a bad spot. Uh, so not a good not a good uh, moment for me yesterday, but uh, with promises to do better in the future. So there you go, Dan. 